Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. If you've been alive in the world today or pretty much throughout any part of Jewish history, anti-Semitism may be on your mind. But in all seriousness, um, in the last several weeks um, with Kanye's remarks, uh, Kyrie Irving's uh, tweets, there's definitely a lot more celebrities uh, saying anti-Semitic things and uh so, you know, media outlets finally actually picking up and paying attention to um, the anti-Semitic things that are being said. Um, and in the midst of this, um, while Jews are probably feeling more concerned than ever, um, there's also some good news. Uh, there's been the Miami Boys Choir uh, viral TikTok trend where um, we saw, uh, you know, non-Jewish people um, loving and, you know, making these uh, very traditional Jewish songs go viral. And in the middle of this, um, some of our fans sent me this other TikTok account um, called Non-Jewish Nanny. Um, this is an account done by a woman named um, Adriana Fernandez. Um, and your other account, Adriana, is Adriana Rosie. Did I get that right as well? Um, yeah. So actually kind of mix it around. My Instagram is Non-Jewish Nanny. My TikTok is Adriana Rosie. Literally, I had one job. I had one job. Okay, so... TikTok, Adriana Rosie, Instagram, non-Jewish nanny. I spend more time there. Um, and this awesome account is um, sharing the stories of um, Adriana's, um, you know, watching Orthodox Jewish families, children. Um, and again, just sort of a very sincere, positive account and like just cute stories and moments um, in being part of the life of these religious Jewish families. So uh, I just want to, you know, welcome you to the show. And just first off, thank you for, um, you know, highlighting our community in a positive way, because this doesn't really happen to us so often. So just want to start off like that. Oh, I yeah, I'm always surprised when people message me that I'm like, Oh, my gosh, you don't have to thank me. Like, I love you guys. <laughs> and I love my job. So so it's natural. So, um, you know, because um, I started you in the city in 2007. Um, I was raised Jewish, but not Orthodox. And I was raised with a lot of negative ideas about the Orthodox community. Um, things that I'd really just seen on the media of like the crooks, creeps and extremists that had made the headlines committing crimes or, you know, awful stories on TV shows and movies. So even as a fellow Jew who was proud, I really had a negative perception of the community. Um, I don't know, I don't put you on the spot, but like before you started like working with these families, did you have any preconceived notions like based on either media or like the sort of things that were said around society? No, like that was my thing. Like I really didn't have any encounters like with Jewish people, um, especially not Orthodox Jewish people. I always say like the only Jewish people I've ever known, like went to the same college I did in the same high school I did. And they like maybe celebrated Hanukkah or had a like bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah. That was kind of it. So when my very first family was like, we're Jewish, is that okay? I was like, why was that even a worry? You know, I was like, of course, like, I don't care. And I still don't think it's a worry. And I still don't think it should be a worry. Um, I like have no problem with it. And I thought it was more than exciting and fun and interesting. So I really didn't have any type of bad or preconceived notion other than knowing that, yeah, like they were prosecuted like in the past, like from the Holocaust and stuff, you know? So I feel like I always saw them as a, a good gr group of people, very strong group of people, but I know that's not the case now. 
Right, right. It's true. Yes. And I would say that, yes, persecution throughout like the millennia. Yes, the Holocaust, but also the pogroms before that and also the Spanish Inquisition and blood libels like is really actually, you know, in pretty much every generation, there's been persecution against Jews. And while in America today, so many of us can blend, we can do like cute wigs and like sneeze clothing. I know, you know, all the, the lingo now. Um, for those of us that are visibly like Jewish looking in our garb and the Jewish institutions that we visit and now you visit by watching these kids, it definitely does put a target on our back and it, it certainly um, is more concerning. So like when and how did you start working for Orthodox families? Um, like, kind of, is this your full time thing to be a, a nanny? Or are you doing something else on the side? So, I mean, I started babysitting for the Jewish community just because I wanted to make a little bit of extra money I needed to um, after school, um, in college. And then basically I started to get like quite the reputation because the kids really liked me and the moms really liked me. So like the kids, like literally one of my kids that I've been babysitting this week apparently went to school and was like, I have the best babysitter ever. Like her name is Adriana. And they were like, we want that babysitter. Like the kids said that I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so weird, but it's so great. And so my name traveled very quickly. And so then when people started asking me, I never thought like it could actually provide me a lot of like stable income. So I was like, just started being like, oh, sure. I don't have class then, or I can come before class or whatever else. And then after I graduated, um, I'm an opera singer. So I got my degree in vocal performance, um, and so that's also why I know how to say a lot of the words that uh, people are very surprised in the Yiddish and, Yiddish and Hebrew because I studied German, French, and Italian diction, but the German diction is very similar dialect. Um, but basically, I sing at night. Uh, I teach sometimes after school. Um, I sing on the weekends, whatever else. But then during the day, like, I am kind of like, what am I supposed to do? And I love kids. So I just created this huge network without even trying and also had too much free time on my hands and started making TikToks. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and like, it's, it's great. Like, I, I remember I went to a program in Texas to sing. And during the day, I was like, had gaps. And I was like, I wish I could find some kids. Like, I wish I could find some kids like nanny, like, I don't know, I miss them. And also like, why not? You know, so that's always been my mindset, I guess. And so um, what made you decide to start the TikTok account? Um, well, I came first. Was it, it, I guess it was the Instagram account that was the non-Jewish nanny, right? That's how it sort of started to, to bring out that sort of interesting um, mixing of cultures between your non-Jewish background and the, the Orthodox kids you were watching. No. So I started on TikTok. Um, I okay. actually, you know, I had, I had a personal Instagram and then I put all my stuff on TikTok that was like, I don't know, kind of goofy, kind of silly and a super, and then it became a super niche like audience. You know, I, I, when I originally started making TikToks, I was also like, oh, well, like I'm a nanny and I'm a nanny for the Orthodox Jewish community. And so this is why this story is funny. Like you guys don't get it. And so when I, I originally made the TikToks. My first one that went viral was the Labor Day video. And I thought that the people who would find that like hysterical were people like me because I thought that was so cute and funny that my one of my kids was like, wow, like Labor Day. And it's not even because their family doesn't celebrate Labor Day. I'm sure it's just because that's not a Jewish holiday. So like they don't really care, you know, like know about it. So they're like, wow, you know, I, I, I wonder what it's like type thing. And um, so but then actually the people who followed me were Orthodox Jewish people because then they were so shocked to be like wait what do you think of this and oh they started asking me questions and so it took off from there and I recently moved it to Instagram and it's so funny because now it. my Instagram has more followers and like more engagement and 
I'm like, I'm just trying to run both right now. So I have more on my TikTok, but I'm trying in the process of transferring it over to Instagram. Uh, managing the multiple platforms. I know that well. Um, what are some surprising things that you've discovered in your time working with these Orthodox Jewish families? Um, well, actually, this might be an interesting topic. I came into the idea with no preconceived notions and nothing no bad thoughts, no, no worries that no worries that I would be judged by any way, or they wouldn't, or the families wouldn't like me or anything. I never thought that. Why? Because my family literally gave me like no other reason to believe otherwise. Like my family made me feel completely fine that I celebrated Christmas, um, completely fine the way I dressed, even if I wasn't seen and they were modern Orthodox. Um, basically very welcoming, very loved. It wasn't until I started to, um, kind of talked to my friends and they were and other people who were not Jewish not my friends specifically but they were like and they're okay with like you and I was like it's really funny to me that the people who are not Jewish are the ones who are actually trying to say that my Jewish families shouldn't or maybe are not okay with something when they're actually the most like loving accepting understanding like kind people I've ever met and that's kind of when I started to be like really defensive of my Jewish babies. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, they would never think poorly of me because I am not Jewish or because I maybe do not celebrate Sukkot or, you know, Shabbos, you know? So um, I didn't, I found that weird from the outside perspective. Obviously I've made tons of videos on the Sheetzels on, that was just more shocking um, on Pesach about some of those traditions um, about obviously their names. I haven't actually even talked about that one. I was very always like, where did these people get these names and why are they all having similar names? Like I knew like four Elisas and three Ellie's and all these different, um, you know, I don't know Anachum actually, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, I thought that was interesting too. So, I mean, the list could go on and on about the things I thought was mind blowing, crazy, like interesting, but you know, none of it was like, that's weird. And I disapprove of it because I, with no matter what your culture, I guess it's because I like to travel and experience new cultures and stuff like, and religion too. Like, I'm like very interested, you know, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like I like to learn. I don't know. Are you in situations with these homes with parents around where you get opportunities to ask questions? Do people explain traditions to you? Cause there are certain things like, I'm just going to say that, like, I'm sure you saw the Lulav and Esrog that we shake, even as someone who's Jewish my whole life. I'm like, this is like a little strange. I mean, yes, also wearing a wig is strange too, but every year on Sukkot, I'm like, this is a, it's biblical. We've been doing it for thousands of years, but it's like a little bit strange. So do you get a chance to ask, do they explain traditions to you as you're sort of, you know, in the home at these different times? So now that I have created like a media presence and people know, like know who I am and a lot of times I walk into their house and like they don't tell me anything about themselves really but they're like they act like they know me because I do put my personality out there on the internet but now people are more like oh like maybe you could explain because like you could make the video blah 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 like they're very happy to teach me but that was the thing I started working for a family who both of the parents worked full time and so I would basically see the parents for maybe five minutes and that was it. You know, my job was to take care of the kids now. And, and, and another thing was like, I found that a lot of times because I was not Jewish, I think that because of the persecution and fear of maybe judgment, they, they wouldn't moms. Sometimes like I had one mom ask me to rip diapers for Shabbos, but then she didn't say to me like, 
oh, this is one of like the commandments that we we keep and this is why and blah, blah, blah. Like it was just, can you like help me do some extra work? And like, it's just preparing for Shabbos. And then I, and then I kind of was like, oh, for Shabbos. And then she even then was like, yeah, it's just because we're not really supposed to do any work. But like, she didn't really want to, I feel like touch on it because I don't know, maybe she thought that I was like, would think that was weird or think that was annoying or I don't know I don't know what she thought but I was like oh no like I would love to do it and also love to know how to do it correctly because this is for Shabbos it's important and so like that type of stuff has been coming along step by step but definitely learn more now and learn everything from the kids because that's who I'm there to be with and that's the best way to learn honestly by the way the kids will be honest they'll tell you whatever is on their mind so if you're having a good experience so far that's uh that makes me feel very proud um, yeah. Also, I, I, I want to compliment your accent. You, I mean, your Shabbos, your Pesach, your Sukkot all just sounds like really, um, it's, you have, you have the pronunciation like very, <laughs> very down pat. And a lot of people who are Bali Chuva, and if that's the word that you've gotten to someone who is a returnee to observance, born observant, but was not raised that way, do not always get the accents down so well. Um, have you seen any depictions of Orthodox characters in any TV shows or movies? Is that anything that you sort of compared, like how it's shown on, you know, kind of traditional media versus your real life experience? Um, that's the thing. Like, no, I guess. I, and if anything, I feel like that's a poor like representation. Like I, I was thinking of as a child, like I think that more children's books should have Jewish characters and movies that have Jewish characters and stuff because like, I didn't even know what a yarmulke was called. I remember a kid in my class in high school. I was like, what is like this called this hat that you're wearing all the time? Like, you know, um, like I think a lot of the non-Jewish population is very like not exposed. So that's kind of why I think that when they do get exposed, if they are, maybe some people then pass like, judgment or they think it's so outlandish and so like different whereas like I read the books to my my children um like Ellie does a mitzvah or like there's there's so many Jewish books that like Jewish authors write for Jewish children and I know for a fact as a mother I will incorporate those books in my house because I think it's so important that like for the Jewish religion, but other religions too, like you just know there's people out there who believe something maybe different than you or live their life differently. And to like introduce it to a child as in their youth, like that way, when they do come across something like it's not such a shock, it's kind of like, I, you know, I just so that they are used to maybe seeing somebody wearing a yarmulke or used to someone seeing like wearing sitsis, like that type of thing. Um, I think is very important. I don't know if I fully answered your question, maybe one off on a trail, but uh, that's something no, that I don't see in no, the media I, I, enough, I guess. No, it's, um, I think the depictions, you know, for someone who has been tracking media depictions, the stories that we see are of extreme people, of insufferable people, of people who can't wait to run away from the religion. They're almost always like sulking and looking sad. Um, the women have no voices. What about, is that something that you've seen in terms of the women, like, you know, um, having voices being empowered? Is that anything that you've noticed versus any sort of like stereotype? The most exciting thing for me was um, that I loved everything about the Jewish like culture and my kids and the idea behind it, just the morals. I was like, you know, they're such good kids, such good families. And then, you know, I was thinking, though, at the time when I first was involved, I was like, yeah, but like, I think it's really wrong. I just assumed because this is how things are portrayed in the media. Like, oh, you shouldn't dress modestly because like, 
or you should dress modestly because it's for a man. And then people will argue like, I'm not going to dress for a man. And like, I used to be that person where I was like, I'm going to dress however I want to, because like, I shouldn't have to like hide from a man type thing. Or so then when I heard about the shade dolls, I kind of was like, you know, that's so, um, interesting and frustrating like I kind of was like wait like oh no type thing but then I actually spoke to a mother about it and I said to her I said yeah but like I guess the reason I would be like frustrated by it was I've I've worn wigs in opera and wigs are hot and they're itchy so don't you like not want to wear them and you have to and she corrected me and like she taught me a lot of things along my journey and she's the sweetest person ever and she was like opened my eyes like opened my eyes clearly to so many different aspects of my own life too like we dress sneas, we wear shaitols, we live this life because like we are, we want to, we want to honor Hashem. I actually just commented on one of my videos on Instagram because somebody was leaving a not nice comment about the situation. And I said, um, you know, what I've been taught is that like the Jewish women, they dress sneas because they are essentially like Hashem's daughters and that makes them sort of a princess so they want to be portrayed in a nice modest like 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 they want to do it um for their own respect and dignity whatever it may be and then they also there's different levels and they don't necessarily have to either like nobody is forcing them and so I found that really inspiring and made me really like happy because I was like yeah like like she was like oh no like I want to wear my sheets all like I want to that's that's something that's special for me and like I honor it and I was like that's awesome like I like that idea so I'm just going to clarify that point because we actually have a division of our organization with people that had bad experiences growing up orthodox and this is the piece of the media misses which is that for the people that are making self-actualized choices like me I'm choosing to wear the shaitel I'm choosing to keep kosher when you choose your life no matter when whatever your life is a person who gets to choose their life will hopefully have a happy life a person who does not have choices available and you can put in any identity into that framework that will be a toxic and unhappy life and so what i would say is that there are women and people within the community that don't have choices they there is a certain pressure within their family dynamic but that's not a jewish thing that's a dysfunction thing and that's what i would say the people that you're uh, spending time with are the healthy happy families and you know as we understand, these are people who are are living Judaism as it's meant to be through a healthy lens, through a lens of joy, through a lens of um, of meaning. There are sadly stories where there's family dysfunction, as there isn't any community. Um, and when Judaism gets filtered through that experience, um, it becomes something unhealthy and unpleasant. And I think what's frustrating is that we've basically only seen in the media the unhealthy and the dysfunctional versions of what orthodox is. And then you get to meet all these healthy, happy people. And it's the most shocking thing on the shore. Yeah, if you give them a chance. And I feel the same way I made the video about that, um, about the media loves to depict, I feel like so many different groups or um religions in in this way of that you know people are judge judge judgmental closed-minded whatever they're hateful and it's like well you know what like my kids the ones I watch you know they have taught me so different and so have all the families that I've worked for and so like that's living proof right there that like the just because maybe a certain event or group is louder doesn't depict the majority of the group and like you said I really like the comparison of well that's not Judaism that's dysfunction like I like to say well that's not the real moral or or the real idea the real golden the way it's meant to be right behind behind Judaism culture like that's somebody who maybe took it to a level or maybe 
put their own issues into it. Like, yeah, exactly. I've had people say very rude things to me in my, in my messages before about it. Like, you don't even know the truth. Like those people are, um, they're very rude. And if you ever dared to, uh, to dress whatever they would, they would hate you. And I'm like, why are you saying that? I'm like, you're saying that because like, maybe that happened to you by one person or maybe right. you were, or, you know, I've had them say like, oh yeah, from the movies, like, yeah, until they don't pay you type thing. Oh, because their Jewish people are cheap. I made a video on that. I said, that's really funny because I'm almost paid before I get out of the driveway, uh, every single house. And, uh, you'd be very surprised the houses I go to that are not Jewish, or maybe you would expect them to pay a lot better, how you have to, how you have to fight for it. And it's, it's so, it it just once again brings back that like, just because you live in a rich house doesn't mean you're like a big house doesn't mean you're rich and generous just because you're Jewish not mean that you are greedy and selfish or or wealthy as well. Like it's all such a stereotype. And I love that I do get to work for so many different Jewish people in the sense of like their levels of observance um, and how many kids, like what, where they go to school. So I feel like I do get to see every level and experience the good on, on each level and, and see like, Oh, even if I go into um, a rabbi's house, um, it's okay. I just sneeze and I don't bring in any of my own food, not my own water bottle, not my own snacks. Even if I know their kosher rules, I don't bring it. And I just go next door to a house where they're also kosher. They also dress neas. I don't have to dress neas. I bring my own kosher food, that type of thing. It's just, yeah. You understand different levels. They want to generalize, generalize. I don't like people who generalize. <laughs> have you have you been um, watching the sort of kind of rising anti-Semitic comments in the media, like around Kanye West and you know some of the, the backlash around that? Have you has, have you kind of taken more note of that um, since you've been working in the Jewish community? Well, I find it kind of wild that just as I establish a positive, uh, a positive uh, media page and media presence on Jewish culture, um, a huge, huge, huge celebrity that like I grew up like listening to and like listen to his music, whatever else, um, comes out and says something like that. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy how I feel like so much of my life has been pointed in this direction. Um, and I'm happy to be like an advocate and also just a good, casual, sometimes fun, uplifting post that might get away from that. Um, I like when it comes to people ask me all the time, when it comes to Kanye specifically, um, I basically just think, you know, I don't, of course, I don't, of course don't agree with him. And I think that he has a lot of mental health, um, issues. Um, I think that comes into play. And so it, it just comes into the idea that I, have responded to people have actually said to me like why haven't you made a video on Kanye I just don't really feel like I want to give any more attention or traffic to his page considering the fact that it's not sharing something good and I think it's very much a a topic that should be dismissed in the sense that his opinion should not sway, sway other people unfortunately it still does but um because I think he's mentally ill and needs help and needs maybe kindness as from somebody, but it's, he's not being kind. And so that's just, if they're not being kind, I don't want to listen to you. That's how I feel about everything. I tell my kids the same way. If you're not being kind right now, I won't listen to you. If you don't have good midos, did they teach you that word yet? Midos? Well, well, mitzvah and midos is, they're similar, but that's like an intention, right? 
So a me, yeah, midos are like your character traits. So this will be something good uh, just to go back to your kids with. So doing a mitzvah is like doing like a good deed or a commandment. And then yeah. good midos, yeah, good midos are like, are you being nice? Are you being honest? Um, it's really more the character trait, like of the person as a whole, as uh, opposed to a certain action. Look, I'll good. tell you, um, <laughs> I'll tell you that um, we certainly feel um not just danger on the street, but walking around looking visibly Jewish, there's definitely a feeling of we're being judged, we're being held to a different standard. Um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and sort of as anti-Semitism becomes more normalized, um, you know, at, at, we want to be good, courteous, kind, you know, honest people, just because that's who we are. But there sometimes is a sense that like, you know, if you have a yarmulke or, you know, a skirt on, um, there could be judgment from people outside the community that we're automatically going to be cheaper, automatically going to be rude. In the last year, um, both of my daughters got called out on the street, one kike, one Jew, because they were dressed visibly um, as Jews. And so because I didn't grow up like this, I grew up, you know, dressing like a, a secular American. Um, there's something that's certainly increasingly scary. And what I will say is the thing about Kanye is that he for, and I think he does have a mental health issue and his handlers really should just get him out of the limelight and get him to help. Um, it's created people talking about the issue and the attacks on visibly dressed Jews, especially in the New York area, have just been going up more and more um, in the it's last sad. few years. So it, it's sad. Like sense. I would hope, I would hope if he would post something or someone would post something like that, it would exactly create a conversation and stop things. But unfortunately, like, I feel like it does come like, hand in hand like it, it could create conversations but then it can influence other people to join in and on the bullying type yep. thing uh it's actually funny you mentioned you know being dressed in public and looking like you know skirt jewish. like sneas very jewish i get mistaken now for being jewish all the time when i take my jewish kids with their yarmulkes and whatever else out and about and um they have you know their uniform on or whatever and then if I'm dressed sneeze I've actually been not with the kids in a sneeze outfit just coming home and like you said having a certain reputation and so I went to Publix on Shabbat Shabbos and I was like in there past Shabbos and I was dressed the way I was dressed to fit in with everyone else and some woman in the like aisles kind of was like looking at me and I'm like super straightforward person I said oh can I help you and she was like oh I'm just wondering um like you're dressed kind of fancy like are are you like why are you here and I was like what do you mean and she's like well um isn't it like Shabbos or something? Like, aren't you guys? And she literally started saying, aren't you guys uh, not even supposed to be here right now? Not sure if she even meant it in that bad of a way. And I just said, oh, you think I'm Jewish? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, I'm actually not Jewish. I actually um, work for Jewish people. So I choose to dress Sneas when I think it's appropriate. But then I followed it with, but I'm glad I feel honored that I passed because that means I'm doing a good job to, of like matching their culture, you know, fitting in sneeze wise. And I even then I said, um, yeah, and I also really just like my outfit in general. Midi skirts are super in right now. So I have that's, you know, I, that's why I wear them to the to the to the store after and stuff. And she was like, OK, <laughs> but like that's the thing I buy. the I buy the skirts and buy the shirts and stuff. I'm wearing a sneeze skirt right now, but I'm not wearing a sneeze top. And that's completely fine. And I'm like, this is a cute skirt. And so I hope I can bring for like your girls like some normalization that like there are people on the street who will wear a midi skirt sometimes. And that doesn't mean they're Jewish and it doesn't mean yeah. anything. <laughs> that can be stylish. 
We got yeah. 30 seconds to go. Uh, favorite Jewish tradition or holiday? Um, yeah, and that's how we'll close. Uh, my favorite is Sukkot. Sukkot. I think the Ashwag and the Lulav, I think that's cool. I think all the food, it's like a Thanksgiving holiday, in my opinion, for us to compare it. Um, I know it's not the same, but very fun. I think building the the sukkah, the hut, the decor is so fun for kids. So awesome. Um, really great okay, experience. Well, I got to celebrate. Adriana, um, we're so happy that, um, first of all, that you're meeting all the good ones because there are some like miserable people in the community. Not many, but a few. So um, we're happy that the experiences that you're having are with the happy and healthy people and that you can both get to appreciate the joy um, and pride of our culture and, um, you know, then amplify it to the world um, because it's definitely scary to be less than 15 million people in the world with thousands of years of persecution. And we, we thank you so much for your allyship. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for considering that me that I don't even feel like I deserve that title. Just, just a girl who really loves her Jewish babies. <laughs> That's what I love. <laughs> All right, keep rocking the Sneas outfits, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of you on Non-Jewish Nanny um, and Adriana Rose, Rosie? Adriana underscore Rosie is my TikTok, but the hashtag is used on both, and that's how I'm the only hashtag out there, Non-Jewish Nanny. <laughs> so awesome. it works out. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so Bye. much for watching. You, you can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.